Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. It is Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions doing things uh, via Zoom. We've been doing it for a year now via Zoom. Uh, I would rather have these guys in studio, but this is the way we're doing it these days. And it's, uh, you know, if... You know, uh, if things go as planned, then maybe in six months I can have you guys up to the studio. That'd be pretty cool. We got of the heavy sun here uh, on on the podcast. How you guys doing tonight? Fantastic, doing good. Right on. So let's introduce you guys. Uh, tell us what your name is and what you do for of the heavy sun. Uh, I am Sam Emmerich. I do the guitar and singing. And I am Alan Sobolik, and I do bass and backing vocals. Jake Ivester, I play drums. All right. So, can uh, would you mind giving me kind of the origin story in comic book terms of 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 the Heavy Sun? Yeah. So we started off as a two piece. I was actually living back in Arkansas, oh. and we started uh, playing some bigger shows. So I wanted to move to a bigger city, mm-hmm. and. Um, Decided to come up here. My bandmate at the time did not stick with me. So uh ended up meeting Jake pretty quick after we got up here. We got started. We played two piece shows for like two Solid years. Two like years, three years. Like probably eighty or ninety shows, something like that. And then we were like, It's time to add more band members because two people just ain't enough people. So sure. we met this fine looking fellow over here and yeah. it's been awesome ever since. Yep. So, uh, how uh, did you decide on Seattle from Arkansas, man? Um, I, I was either looking at New York, somewhere in California, or mm-hmm. up here, and I honestly I chose based on the weather because I hated the heat of Arkansas. Sure. Like it's you know hundred plus degree days for like six or seven or eight months of the year, and I was just like, nah, I'm gonna go somewhere rainy and cold. And everyone's like, you're crazy, dude. And I'm like, no, yeah, it'll be wonderful. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I came up here and like, you know, the music scene has just been awesome right from the get go. We mm-hmm. just kind of hop right in and it's been great. There's some pretty cool bands from Arkansas, like Paul Bearer um, and yeah. a bunch of Play different. Shoes. Did you kind of grow up in uh, the music scene and, and what got you involved in, in music before you uh, moved to Seattle? So I had been in bands since I was like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd been in a number of bands, actually a couple pretty cool ones, but, uh, the last one fizzled out and, um, 
it was just time to start something totally new and we got a good band name and uh <laughs> recorded an album in like a month or something like that we'd only been in a band for a couple months and i was like let's just throw this together because i'm planning on moving to seattle anyway yeah. i didn't know if he was going to come with me or not and so we just kind of jumped right into it the sound worked out really well it was really doable as a two-piece to be able to just you know hit the bass and have it sound like a bass and a guitar and just jump around and kind of have wild shows yeah and uh you know just kind of always always been in it i was a big fan of like well <laughs> whitney houston was what kind of made me want to sing <laughs> yeah i'm not joking she had such a beautiful voice absolutely always singing her songs my mom loved her yeah and uh i remember asking my folks when i was you know probably 10 or 12 years old i was like do you think it'd be cool if I was a singer like, you know, Leonard Skinner or something? And they were like, no, don't do that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, now I'm deaf. So. Yep. The, take the path of most resistance, right? Where they're just like, don't do it. And you're like, I'm going to do it. So what about you guys? Uh, how, how did you guys get into uh, playing music and, and whatnot and before you joined out of the Heavy Sun? Yeah, I mean, uh, I never was like real big into music until I was probably about 16. Like I got a guitar. I actually won it at uh, the Kent Cornucopia and it was just a hey. cheap old thing that came in a uh, cardboard box. I went to Kentwood high school. So I know all about Kent Cornucopia days. Oh yeah. I went to KM. Oh no, there you go. <laughs> that, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I just won this guitar and then I ended up getting another like electric guitar from one of my, uh, dad's friends there's a long story behind it but uh mm -hmm. i kind of played with it a little bit my uncle started giving me guitar lessons when i was like 14 but it wasn't until i was 16 that i actually like kind of started my first band and i kind of put that in quotes because uh we pretty much played uh just at open mics mm -hmm. and there was three of us but uh no drummer <laughs> yeah so trying to be a rock band without a drummer as you could well imagine didn't really work out too well but um yeah then i just uh kept trying to do it mm -hmm. um all the different bands that i was in just kind of flopped eventually i continued to work on a solo record and that came out actually uh last march nice. but before then um i actually met these guys uh through an ad and then uh oh cool i actually auditioned for yeah i actually auditioned to be their guitarist first when they were still doing the two-piece thing uh -huh. And uh, I just didn't really work out at that point in time. Um, but then the next year I saw the same ad and I was like, well, hey, if you're looking for a bassist, I just got a bass. Let's nice. try it out. And like, yeah, it clicked immediately. What he means is he was a huge fan and he loved our band. Yeah, he had to come <laughs> actually, back. Yeah, no, I actually saw quite a few shows before I uh, actually joined the band officially. Nice. Right on. And how about you, man? Yeah, no, I just started playing drums. I think I was 16 the first time I actually picked up drumsticks on a drum kit. Yeah. But like, I asked my mom to buy me these drumsticks that had rubber tips on them because I saw a drum line and I wanted to play the snare drum. Yeah. And I just got to play it. And then I didn't get a drum kit for another two years after that. But uh, yeah, that pushed me and a couple of my buddies and I just started covering Led Zeppelin songs. And I just nice. kind of, that's kind of where my style came from. I wanted to be the next John Bonham or whatever you want to call it. So yeah. everybody else. But yeah that was my thing and i just i played and played and played and we mm -hmm. made our own band 
And that's what brought me to Seattle is I was in a band, you know, me and my buddies were like, Oh, let's move out to Seattle. I'm from Florida. Oh, so like we are, we are there's no music scene in Florida, central Florida. It's all old people in retirement homes sure. and stuff. I don't want to be part of. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then, yeah, we came out here and I started playing music. Our band didn't work out. And then I didn't play music for like six months. And I met Sam mm-hmm. through mutual friends. And then ever since then, me and Sam have been playing. I think it's me and Sam have known each other for about five years now. We just, we've been doing the whole thing, but yeah, that's, that's basically how I started. I started with about 16. So, uh, how has the past year been on you guys? I mean, I'm assuming it's been pretty, uh, I don't know, boring, I'd say, or stressful, probably, as it has been on a lot of people, but um, there hasn't been any shows, obviously, but uh, how have you guys been handling um, the pandemic, and, you know, how have you guys been, uh, both personally and uh, as a band? Ah, yes, beers, Rainiers, that's how you... Amounts of alcohol. There you go. (laughs) No, it it hasn't been, it hasn't been too, I mean, it's really depressing not being able to play live, yeah, that's... I'm just dying to do that again, but we've gotten an absolute ton done. Uh, awesome. We're about to hit the studio and put a, I don't know, 14 to 16 track album together. That's pretty much all finished and ready to go. Wow. So it'll be the longest album or three in an EP that we got or two in an EP. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's been, it could be worse. We've had a place and we've got each other, you know, so it's yeah. something to do. There's a lot of people that are just sitting around, you know, watching TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we've always got that one, one or two or three days a week that we can get together and just let loose and head bang and you know go nuts. And we got a good room, so it's nice. That's positive. That's that's a positive outlet, man. That's that's awesome. So, how many of those songs did you write? Any of these songs during this past year during the pandemic, or were they? Was it all material from before? I would say the majority. Uh, the majority we've written during some of the songs are kind of like little jams that we had goofed around yeah, on and just yeah. been like, you know, let's make it happen. But when you're spending the amount of hours that we have just, you know, every day that we can get together, it's kind of been fleshing out really quickly. And, you know, we're taking a, an approach to it to just kind of do something a little different than what we've done on the last couple <laughs> records. So everything's very open and, you know, like we're gonna have some saxophone and some cello on this record and stuff like that, which you know, it just makes it all a very fun atmosphere for writing. Yeah, and I think there was like, um, like the last time we played shows, um, there was probably like three songs I think that we played live that were are going to be on this new record, and again, it's probably going to be about like fifteen or so wow, around yeah. that area. Yeah, a lot of this stuff has been like either uh written like during uh the pandemic or expanded upon immensely yeah wow so you guys are definitely gonna have to come back once once uh you're ready to play those songs and we'll have to talk about them hopefully we'll be able to do it in person but we shall see um but uh yeah let's go into let's go into one of your songs so we're gonna go into the song scream machine uh and, and you're listening to of the heavy sun here on loud and local stay home sessions what can you guys tell me about scream machine before we jump into it Video was super fun to make. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, what's what's like something just quick, you know, whatever we could do. So we just kind of walked around our, our spot, took some shots, and then this guy added in a bunch of 
animals attacking each other and okay. fighting in the wild and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Some high octane stuff. It was real fun to record it with Jack and Dino. Yes. Um, it was kind of like with that and yeah. But with that one and uh, Ice Cream Slaughterhouse, which is the other song on the EP, um, that was like the last two songs that were like in the catalog that was written in the two-piece days. Yep. But the first time we've actually been able to record it as a three-piece, and I was still able to like throw in a lot of uh, creative input on it. And also, you know, I have to say like, whenever we decided to go at Jack and Dino, that was like a life goal of mine. Yeah. You know, I've been watching that guys. I was a little kid and I also, you know, I, I recorded our first couple albums. So it was, you know, I've kind of got that nerdy engineer side to me as well. So getting to actually go into a studio, have someone else do it. And he was so gracious and cool. Yeah. Was definitely like a huge bucket list, you know, check off for me. It was awesome. Hold that. I love the fact that he's a legend, but he's also a working produ- uh, engineer. You know, he's not, you know, uh, like some, you know, highfalutin guy. You know, like he's very down to earth, and he, like you said, he's he's oh, a, yeah. and he's and he's also a musician himself, so he knows the deal. So that's awesome, man. Legendary. I mean, like the yeah, whole he's, reason he's a great guy. Yeah, the whole reason why we were actually able to contact him was because. Um, I actually got the end of uh, having master my own album, and I'm like oh, cool. I'm nobody, no one knows my name in the music biz unless you go to like the Skylark Cafe for <laughs> mics. Yeah, <laughs> that's rad, man. So right on, man. So yeah, we're gonna go into it. It's Scream Machine, and again, it's of the of the Heavy Sun here on Loud Local Stay Home Sessions. Surprises 
was Scream Machine by Of The Heavy Sun here on the Loud and Local Stay Home Session. We're talking via Zoom with these dudes. Uh, and, and I gotta ask, what's the name of The Heavy Sun? What's what's the origin of the name? So, <laughs> nah, so we, we were thinking about names mm-hmm. and it was a uh, very hot summer Sunday afternoon. We'd gone through like like, you know, a couple dozen different ideas that we had. And um, we noticed the paint was actually just straight up melting off the hood of the car. Oh, man. Which, you know, whatever. And I just looked at the sun. I was staring until I got those little black dots because that's what you do in Arkansas. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This life is of the heavy sun. And then, like, four different people all walked down. We're like... <laughs> Yeah. No, we just we just thought of like a million different names. And that one sounded cool. So. Well, I believed you there for a minute, dude. <laughs> Be careful with that. It's when they started clapping. That's yep, exactly. <laughs> Sam, you've done right today. Absolutely. Take a breath. Whoop, whoop, microphone trouble. Uh, right on, man. Well, uh, okay, so I got to ask this question, even if it's embarrassing. Think back. What was the first CD, tape, or record, first piece of physical music that you purchased with your own allowance or, or job money, your own first album that you purchased with your own money? Mine was... Uh, Sorry, technical difficulties. Mine was Ignition by The Offspring. Okay. The first record. That was my my, uh, my stepdad got me into those those, those my number one. I, sorry, excuse my names. I loved that band. <laughs> Absolutely. I think because um, I, I never bought anything actually until at least not that I remember mm-hmm. until I really got uh, my first job because I always had, uh, my parents always had a huge uh, music collection. I ended up sitting down and counting all the vinyl. There was like over 500 of them just at oh, my parents' house. That's killer. And, yeah, and just all the bands that they liked, I like, um, really good uh, choices in music, et cetera, et cetera. But the first time I got my first paycheck, I ended up buying uh uh, every Zeppelin record on CD cool. um, that my parents didn't already have. And then uh, I think I got, I think it was also um, 
Are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix and Electric Ladyland as well. And nice. it cost me like 132 bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, that's that first paycheck money, dude. Uh, first record that I actually paid money for mm-hmm. probably was the Bodyguard soundtrack. Hey. Uh, I'm pretty sure that or the Rush Greatest Hits. I think that that was one of the first ones we got to. Yeah, like I said, I love I love Whitney Houston. Yeah. So like when I was really young, you know, and I also grew up in a household that didn't allow for a lot of kinds of music. So for me, that was you know about as rock and roll as we got. You know. Oh, uh, I'm not some. uh, You know, I I do a metal radio show and stuff, but I. Mine was no doubt Tragic Kingdom, so you know what I—I uh, I don't have uh, you know the underground metal cred with that one. So I still back that album, though. But either way, um, so if you guys are having a, a crappy day, uh, there's been a lot of really intense days over the past year. Um, whether it be you know uh, the news, watching too much of the news, you know, social media stuff can be overwhelming. If you're having a really gnarly day, you need to go to an album. Uh, and, 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 um, or you want to sit down, maybe just put some headphones on. You, you want to kind of be recentered or whatever. What's a good album you can reach for that can bring you back to a positive place? Funk music. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Parliament Funkadelic. That'll make you smile. Or James Brown or Bill Withers, any of that kind of stuff just makes... It gets a little skip in your step, you know, so to add on to that, there is a thing with uh, New Orleans funk mm. and especially like Mardi Gras music. Yeah. And there's a thing, especially like the, you know, the song like Hey Pocky Way. Uh, it's all known as feel good music. So I ended up getting for Christmas this year or this last year. Uh, it was a uh, two CD compilation of meters. Yeah. I, meters, I just listened yeah. to that and like, uh, and uh, an album called uh, The Wild Chapatulis, which was uh, also The Meters and uh, the first time the Neville Brothers actually played together. Um, and, yeah, just listening to some New anything, Orleans funk. Anything Stax Records. Too. Stax Records, it's always good, too. Yeah. yeah. Right on, man. <laughs> Come on, Jake. I don't even know. I can't say an album. I just say anything Graham Nash. That's the first thing that pops in my head. Okay. Yoko. <laughs> yeah. I'll nice. also throw in, uh, and it's just because of my personal preference. I'll throw in facelift by Alice in Chains. Okay, like the song put you down in confusion. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so uh, now that you, you know, I know that all of you guys aren't necessarily from the Northwest. I do have to ask though, um, and because there's so many awesome bands that you've even mentioned, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Alice in Chains. I do have to ask this: the requisite question, since it is a, a, a Northwest show, loud local is. Uh, what's your favorite Northwest band of all time, or bands? Uh, you can mention a few. Yeah, yeah mine's Alice in Chains all day long. Yeah. Um, does death from above count if they're from Canada? No. <laughs> well, it, it depends on what part of Canada. Are they in BC, like Vancouver? Yeah. Are you sure? Mm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's say Washington uh, State. Okay, well, Washington State. There you go, bud. Um. Well, Jimi Hendrix, probably. Okay. I'm the greatest guitar player of all time. Yeah, we're, we're going to go old school. 
And then I could, I could do a laundry list of bands that we've played with that are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. I mean, I'd, I'd go, uh, for the longest time, it was uh, Soundgarden, but I feel like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains are like neck and neck yeah. for me. I listen to more Alice now, but uh, you, you can't go wrong with Chris Cornell. Can I change my answer to the Melvins? Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I changed mine as well. Melvins. Melvins. Okay. <laughs> we got to see them live at the show box, and that was quite the Ooh, experience. Funny story. Yeah. I saw Eagles of Death Metal and the Melvins play with each other at Showbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the singer for Eagles of Death Metal's name? Jesse. Jesse Hughes. Hughes. Jesse Hughes, I saw walking down Pike Street in downtown oh. Seattle. Yeah. I said, hey, man, have a good show. It's a sold out show. He was like, oh, you're not going? And I was like, nah, man, there's no tickets. He was like, no, 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 I'll put you on my guest list. And he got in for free. Oh, that's so and cool. I had just paid like $50 yeah, for my ticket. He was ticket. such a cool yeah. He was sitting there smoking cigarettes, walking around with the guy. He was the coolest guy I've ever met, man. It was a real cool thing. He's super down to earth with his fans. Me and my girlfriend, my little brother, got it for free. It was awesome. That is awesome, dude. That's cool, man. Hell yeah, that's a good story. And they also have like ten times more volume than like some of the most metal bands I've ever seen. I mean, oh yeah, stack on stack of speakers. They were, <laughs> yeah, that was an experience. I was definitely a little deaf. King Buzzo, man. That guy can riff. Uh, speaking of riffs, we're going to go into a song. Uh, we're going to go into the song Spirits. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about this. Which which album is this featured on? So that would be on uh, After Dark, which was the first record where we got together. Cool. Um, we also kind of threw that one together pretty quick. Um, it's kind of like an exercise in existentialism. You know, the line, you know, we're just... <laughs> We are uh, just monkeys floating in space, you know. It's uh-huh. you know we kind of two thirds of this band practice nihilism pretty strongly. So you know you, you can make that a third right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying, oh, Jake's always happy, but <laughs> yeah, um, it's nothing too crazy. Just kind of observing that, that we're all a bunch of idiots, you know, flying on a rock in space trying to survive. Right on, man. Well, uh, we're going to go into it. It's Spirits of the Heavy Sun here on Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. Nothing to do, oh, it's no way to be Spirit first, you know 
It's on the run, I belong belong. A cosmic test, a restless mess I confess, it's just a restless guess We are just monkeys floating deep in Deep in space I slip, don't give it to me I share, no way, give it to me No way, no way, give it to me That's still enough of the heavy sun here on loud and local stay home sessions and uh had these guys on to uh, chat about uh their new album i I didn't expect them to uh kind of blurt out that they have a new material on the way which is really awesome that you said about 15 songs um do you guys have a um kind of a idea approximately when we might hear some new stuff um yeah, we'll probably probably have it by the time it's mixed and mastered, probably like six months roughly. We've got we're also kind of doing like a little mini documentary for it. We're gonna shoot some music videos and kinda of a lot of groundwork. So we're at that we're at that initial spot where we have all the songs and we know all our parts, but there's like you know, lots to do. Yeah, we're kinda of shopping around uh different studios at the moment. Cool. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get the studio like in the next few weeks. Yeah, we've been communicating with uh, Robert Lang. All of us have been wonderful studio. And we're trying to get a tour of his studio, but his schedule so booked out. It'd, yeah, it'd be an honor to be able to record our album there. But we've also got a couple other places. I think Earwig Studios is another one. We're great place as well. Yeah. And well, and you know, the other big thing. This is you know, like if we're gonna put out you know a pretty large, grandiose album, I really want to release it incongruence to like when we're going to start actually playing live again so i don't really just want to put it out and have it be sitting yeah. on a shelf for presumably ever um well six so, about six months you said five six months that's kind of in line with what uh might be you know hopefully happening uh, across our fingers october would be wonderful if yeah start opening things up before then Right on, guys. Well, I look forward to it, man. And, um, you know, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, and uh, do you guys have any um, people you'd like to thank or, um, you know, shout outs or whatnot? The only thing I can think of is shout out to Jack and Dino for doing our last EP. Yeah. Still, uh, still going strong. He's the man. Yeah. I would say that. I would say, well, sorry. It's all good. I forgot we can't curse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say, like, the high dive. Yeah. Um, the substation wonderful venues that have treated us really really good oh, yeah. i would say uh my sweet mother and father whom i love very much <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd just throw in, uh, you know, I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, and my brother. They, they pretty much came to just like three of the four shows that I was able to play once we, we all got together before everything shut down. And uh, my uncle, who helped uh, give me a couple of guitar lessons and actually came to one of the shows too also fender guitars if you want to sponsor me <laughs> yeah if you're listening i'll also uh i'll also pose to the rockaholics uh out there uh if you haven't heard the band naked giants yet uh absolutely check them out they're probably one of the best things going on in the local scene right now yeah I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I got to listen to more Naked Giants. So definitely thanks for remembering that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what's a way that we can uh, support you guys during this time? Also, um, how do we follow you guys? I'm assuming, you know, Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We got a uh, at of the Heavy Suns, our Instagram of the Heavy Sun uh, Bandcamp.com. We've got Spotify. We've got. Um, YouTube channels of the Heavy Sun. We've got a official website if you want to keep up with the exciting happenings of my cat or something like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's pretty much it. If people want to pay for music right now, we do have like CD CDs. Nobody uses those anymore. Um, your best bets to go to the the Bandcamp page and check us out there. We have like a donate thing, so you can listen to all of it as much as you want for free. But if you want to be like, hey. You guys are really nice. I'm gonna give you three dollars. That'd be cool. It would yeah. definitely be cool. Check out, check out the screen machine video. See how well I edited it, or maybe how badly I did it. Let me know. See for yourself in the yeah. comments. Yeah, yeah. You really hate one. I'll either love me Troll or me. me. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go into uh, the song Highway. This is a single from you guys. Um, what, uh, you got anything you want to say about this song? And then any final words for the Northwest? Um, no, nah, it's a pretty straightforward song. Um, nothing too crazy to tell about that one. Um, Northwest is the best West. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, check us out on Spotify. Watch your, watch your YouTube videos. I'd also like to say, um, I listened to your first interview with Watch Rome Burn, and you kind of talked about how they were kind of a Seattle and Tacoma band, and you ended up saying, oh, we'll uh, represent Kent. No, you got a guy that'll represent Kent now. Okay. <laughs> Kent Core. Kent Meridian. <laughs> the home of the Royals.
time.